0: Hey, welcome to episode 127 of the Collector's Quest podcast. Unfortunately, recently, perhaps the biggest video game burglary ever just took place. So we're starting this episode talking a little bit about security, specifically securing your video games. Not really that we're experts on that or anything. And then also I had made a YouTube video being critical of some of the high-end game collecting companies and it got taken down off Nintendo Age and then put back up and we're going to talk a little bit about that situation... And we also have Dennis from WADA Games on who responds a little to my video and just kind of talks about some things with WADA in general. We got 100 reviews on iTunes. Thank you, guys. So go wherever else the kids are reviewing podcasts on your Tinder, whatever. I'm, I gotta start the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with just Johnny. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Hey, Tyler, how are you? Uh, I'm a little bit concerned because some stuff happened. And uh, let me tell you what happened, Johnny. Okay. Metal Wolf you- Chaos XD came out, and it got absolutely crushed in reviews. I think IGN gave it a 5.5. Basically, all the reviews are like, oh, this game is... It's like an Xbox game. Oh, it's so dated and clunky. And if you were in the mood for just some wacky, archaic fun, maybe you'd be able to suffer through this game. Metal Wolf Chaos is fucking amazing. It's one of the best. It's the best Xbox game. Don't listen to the reviews. They are all wrong. I need to get that out there.
1: Okay, where is it that people can play this uh, game? If they feel like slogging through some archaic xbox game the,
0: the the modern consoles that aren't switch or pc
1: is it download only physical what how i'm how guessing do get it's this?
0: download only okay you should buy it i don't even know how much it costs but you should buy it because it's cheaper than 120 dollars or whatever it would cost to buy the original but this is collector's quest so really you should just buy the original yeah you probably are
1: it probably got a 5.5 on ign because they didn't pay any of the reviewers to say something nice about it <laughs> Because paying for reviews is never a thing that's happened or they've been
0: accused of. Uh, The game's media is garbage, and the NES Classic convinced me to never trust anything they ever say ever again, because every single major outlet said that the emulation was either perfect or spot on or the best they'd ever seen from Nintendo, and it is literally the worst thing ever.
1: Well, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. You've played other retro systems.
0: I don't think there's a worse one than the NES Classic, because the sound is off on every single game.
1: You don't think there's a worse clone system?
0: Well, I don't think there's a worse NES clone. I think all like those power player Famiclone nonsense things that you could get from the stores in the 90s, those are all better than the NES classic.
1: Wow. Okay, well, it's clearly, <laughs> clearly Looney Tunes time in Tyler land, so I don't know uh they, these are the things you're most upset about this week. These are the most upsetting things to happen to you. Yeah,
0: that's that is, I know Stefan was going to play it, and i was I was worried that he had like bought it or like seen the reviews, and he's like, Oh Tyler made me buy this terrible game so yes, that's the the most concerning thing that happened this week
1: okay well, um. We've been meandering around a little happened? bit. Um, I don't know. There there's some stuff that happened, you know. There was a theft, like a large theft of a large amount of video games that happened to uh trading games happened to Jason, which is no good and we feel really bad for him. That's kind of what I want to talk about this week, Car- uh, Carly. Called you my wife's name. Jeez. Thanks. You're my podcast wife now, Tyler. I
0: mean, that feels pretty good.
1: Okay, cool. Um Can I dress up? yeah. I I just want to talk about security and video games. Uh, security in video game collecting, how we feel about that, if we think anything's changed. Um, I would also like to talk about, uh, you know, what you did over on Nintendo Age to cause them to shut down, and the nice little video you made that I think everyone should watch, especially if you enjoy having graded games, and you're spending lots of money on games, because I I thought it was, one, an incredibly well-put-together video, but more than that, really important video Especially if you're not like well-informed or into web security or any of these things. If you're just like a guy like me who just goes and buys stuff, uh, you know, this was very informative.
0: Uh, I could tell you that my mom watched that video and she did not understand what was happening at all. But uh, (laughs) I will talk about it. But her one comment was... You're telling me GoCollect took this video down, but you said basically good things about GoCollect. And I thought that was very funny. That That's the one thing she understood.
1: That's the one thing she got. Well, and we should be clear that Nintendo Age, a, a single Nintendo Age mod pulled your video and it wasn't GoCollect. And from what I've heard privately, Jeff didn't actually have a problem with the video. I thought it was a good video and it was eventually allowed to stay up. Did you restore the video yourself, Tyler? Or did they ever restore it?
0: I... I just left my posts as is. I kind of think it's funny that my post was edited by a moderator, because that is not something you ever see on Nintendo Age. So I left that, and someone else posted the video below my posts.
1: Well, we'll talk about that specific edit, because that was some cowardly garbage. But that does not reflect all NA mods, because a lot of them are very good. And, uh, you know, they work for free. So it, it, it feels bad to just blanket criticize them. But we can criticize the one mod who took it down even though I don't know which one it is. So, uh, but we'll get to that. So those are the things we want to talk about, uh, wishing Stefan well, uh, you know, he's, he's dealing with family stuff right now, so we hope that's all okay. And, uh, yeah, I think we can move into the security stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Trading games got, robbed in prob like maybe the biggest video game heist ever has there ever been anything like this before i mean maybe not publicized uh definitely not that i know of where it involves like collectible games like if someone robbed a warehouse in 1984 or whatever that doesn't count uh specifically they went into trading games I I don't remember the specifics now, but uh, apparently they weren't there very long and they went straight to their 500-pound safe that was not attached to the floor and they were able to uh, completely remove the 500-pound safe, which was absolutely loaded with super high-end Atari 2600 games and a bunch of uh, complete Nintendo games. And like maybe like test carts? I think test carts were in there too. Yeah, there was like...
1: There's a whole list. <sighs> There's a whole list. You can look on Nintendo Age, and it says... Uh- it, what, what's the name of the thread trading games, trading stolen games, goods. list of
0: stolen games. Um,
1: yeah. It's so you can Google that too. It, it'll come up. You can see all of it. it. You will wince as you read the list. Even I winced at some of the Atari stuff and you guys know, I don't care about that, but I, ah, it hurts. It hurts to see that kind of thing. They like, they broke some other stuff. They damaged boxes. If you don't know what trading games is, it is a store. But, uh Jason, the owner there, he also has like some collection stuff in the back in this safe, and they ignored all the stuff in the store. I think they did go after the register, but they ignored all like the other cabinets and everything, stocked full of games, some of them expensive. And they went right for this safe, and that's the only that's the only real thing they went. but that, it's it's crazy. They like broke his dolly trying to get it out of there. I guess they got out before the security response time, which was I guess five minutes. So they had seen his videos, probably, probably customers in the store a few times. They would cased it probably through YouTube a little bit and Facebook knew exactly what they were looking for, went, found it, and then got out of there quick.
0: And he posted like this list of games that he has. It's really hard to look at a list. Like there are games that are, you know, impossible to find, like super rare stuff, Uh, tank command on Atari 7800 complete in box. It's not a game you see all the time, but there's no distinguishing characteristics that he posted, which is kind of frustrating. So now if you're buying one of these, like you don't want to have the feel bads of like, oh, I really hope I'm not buying Trading Games' as copy. Um, so what he needs to do, he needs to post the Wada serial numbers and hope that the criminal is really dumb and tries to grade it, uh, tries to sell it without busting it open, things like that. But this pretty much feels bad all around.
1: Yeah, so that is one of the nice things about WADA is they do put cereals on everything you grade there. So makes theft and, and the moving of stolen goods a, a little bit harder. Also, they take detailed photos of all the items. So that's like, you know, uh, for whatever, you know, criticisms we've ever offered to WADA, and we, we love most of what they do, and we like the direction they're going. I mean, this is like right Right here is like a super good reason if you're on the fence about grading, especially something very expensive, a good reason, too, as far as I'm concerned. How do you feel about that? Uh, you have to pay them to take
0: high-risk photos. Um, uh, I know someone named Joan Bone who takes pictures of all his games 100% complete in box before he grades them because he knows that the wada of labeling, some, you don't get like every little nitty-gritty variant. So some people want to see that stuff.
1: But do you do you agree that this is like if you if you're grading like a five thousand dollar game? Do you agree that this is a tack to take like, or do you not think this is worth it? You, let me know what you think.
0: In terms of what? What do you mean? Like as far as like an additional
1: security, uh, something to make you feel a little bit better at night. Uh, you know, if you were worried about theft,
0: grading and having photos. I mean not really well or what not really you don't know unless there's like a real distinguishing mark like you have that stupid stadium events cart that has the guy's face cut out or like there's some mark on the game you could distinguish like people who have the kind of stuff that he has their games are going to be mint complete in box games and from a picture it will be really hard to tell that another picture on the internet is exactly your game unless there's a you think
1: so like if if you have like a nine point we're talking about like pretty distinct games you don't think like the 9.0s are are worth having pictures of
0: i don't know i i disagree i mean i I take pictures of everything i have anyway and just because i go through my house like every so often and just take pictures for insurance of everything i own but uh i i I, I imagine it's going to be really hard it's this is just really hard unless the criminal is really dumb and like either tries to sell it immediately or you see it all at once somewhere
1: Well, I don't want to give criminals too much credit. Like, usually, usually they're not that smart. I mean, they're the percentage of super smart criminals versus uh, dummies that just walk into a place and try and steal something are, you know, usually trends dummy with, um, you know, a few people who are smarter. But this one looks like a a bit of a heist, right? So that does seem a Yeah. So
0: my local game store got broken into a couple of years ago and they they tried to smash the display case, which was not locked. And then they gave up, and they stole half of a Wii U and an Xbox 360 without a controller. Uh, and they ignored all of the like high-end games and stuff. So criminals are generally really stupid, because if you're smart, you usually don't become a criminal. Right.
1: And most thefts like this are usually opportunity, right? You know, crimes of opportunity. And it's... I just want to say this about security, right? Like, they're it's not like Jason didn't have any security or anything like that. So like there's not anything, but if someone is really interested and I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad to get in your home, to get in your car, to get in your, there's hardly any way to, to stop someone who is actually determined. So if you are worried about your stuff, please. And we're going to talk about some of these things to, in the line of security, please do some basic stuff to make it harder because when a criminal walks past your house You know, they're, they're going to look at your house and then your neighbor's house and whichever one seems easier to get into, that's usually the one they're going to go for. That's how crime, like usually crime isn't targeted like this. It's usually opportunistic. They're just like, oh, this guy left his door unlocked in his car. So I'm going to rifle through his glove box. You locked your car less likely, you know, it's that kind of stuff. We'll talk about some more things that you can, you can do to be, um, you know, to deter a little and some of the pitfalls there. Like, we'll talk about doorbell cams and Tyler can tell us about that. Um, (laughs) Because he's got strong opinions. What else do you have to say about the theft? Anything, like, besides just feeling awful that this is something that's happened in our community?
0: Uh, No, not really. It feels terrible. It's caused a
1: feeling of unease. Also, it's weird because now we have to worry about who the buyers are as well. Like, where are these games going? Was it... Is this, like, a buyer, like, someone knew what was there, so they hired criminals? Because how is this criminal going to sell these goods? Like, this is not everybody is in the market for this. You know, these are, a lot of these games, I mean, some of them are generic, expensive games, but a lot of them are, like, Atari 2600, how big is the market for?
0: For BMX Airmaster complete and boxed by Atari. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I bet, you know, who would know about this is like Bronte, like, there has to be a black market for stolen art. Like, is there gonna be a secret? You know, art is its own weird world, like comics, baseball cards, is there a weird black market where you can steal a, a Honus Wagner card, and then someone will buy it, even though it's stolen, they just have to have it that much? Because, in a in some sense, isn't like owning these super high end things some kind of epeen thing like if you if it's stolen and you know it's stolen you kind of have to keep it hidden is there that much joy in owning it
1: i don't know yeah i the weird thing though is like everyone thinks all the big collectors they're all out in the open we we know who all of the, them are but there are lots of private video game collections that are amazing that like some i've heard of and people have told me about but they've never seen the light of instagram nintendo age they're like big collectors say, "Oh, you like my stuff." Well, I met this one guy once, and he's nowhere near social media or forums or anything. So, uh, how do you feel about <laughs> how do you feel about that? That's like, are these the type of people? These quiet people who aren't like snapping pictures of every game they buy every week and throwing it on IG. Like, I I don't know. It, it seems real weird to me.
0: I'm, with things like that, like I think there, there's probably some part of them that's like, I don't want to take a picture of my four million dollar collection and put it on YouTube all yeah. the time. But I think a lot of it is just like the average lector who has everything like that is probably in their forties and fifties. Not really the type of person who would naturally Snapchat things that they own or like, not everyone is into forums. Not everyone is into interacting with the community. There's a ton of like just dark collectors that are out there. And a lot of those people have to be in the super high end, just buying stuff, never selling anything. And it just goes into this black hole of their collection that we never see. And even like uh, DreamTR, who's everywhere. You can go on Assembler and find him. You can go back in DigiPress and find him. He's on Nintendo Age. There's like one set of pictures from his collection. They're like a decade old. You hate them. You constantly call it like the kitchen cabinet collection. But we know yeah, that Dream TR owns every single Nintendo game, Everything. at least that came out in the U.S. Uh, so his collection's insane. He has uh, arcades, pinball machines. Um, but you know, I don't think there's anywhere you can go look at all that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I tease about Dream TR's collection only because I'm jealous of it. Yeah, like I would, if I had that collection, I would house it wherever I could as well. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so there, yeah, there's a lot of collectors. That, you know, like we said, don't put that stuff, don't want to, aren't interested. But let me ask you this. Now that this has happened, do you feel more reluctant? You've got a fairly large collection. You've got some expensive stuff in there. Do you feel more hesitant to, like, take pictures or are you not worried about it at all? Does this change your mind about it? I
0: mean, I'm not personally worried about it because if I was – I have plenty of home security. And if I was a criminal who was going to specifically target someone – uh, I wouldn't target a guy. I wouldn't target a guy posting video games, let alone the caliber of video games that I post. It's it seems like it's this weird new thing. Like, if people are actually going to target video game collections, why wouldn't you go for a Magic the Gathering collection? You could literally fit a million dollars of Magic the Gathering cards in a briefcase. Uh, if you want to try to steal my entire Sega Saturn set, like, okay, get it down the stairs in however many trips that's going to take you. Or like, you could just take the good stuff, but it doesn't seem like an ideal home burglary target to me. So I'm I'm personally not super worried about it. If you're listening to the show, please don't come and rob my house either. You know, I, I, I love seeing everyone's stuff on Instagram. And uh, I, I know there are guys like Bronte who don't post his his obviously insane art collection, it must be. But uh, it's not really deterring me at all.
1: No, it's not deterring me much for the the same reason. I like my collection has some good stuff in it. But there's not so many items where you could just walk in and be like, "Aha! I have achieved a, a you know a heist level like theft with this one item." You would have to take like kind of a couple piles of things, and that seems cumbersome and weird. Uh, it's not like one compact safe where you're like, "Well, all the good shits in the same compact safe that weighs five hundred
0: pounds with unfilled yep. like." Uh. And then, like, they have to have like an operation to open the safe. I imagine you can't just like go to a garage and open a safe. Maybe you can, but
1: well, let's not inform people how to crack safes. I mean, there there are videos and ways, but it, it also depends on the type of safe. And most like basic safes, and I like not that a five hundred pound safe, like floor safe is is basic. But you know, it's not like a bank vault. You can you can get that in them if you want, but also you kind of have to know how to directly get into them without damaging everything in it that's that's the goal there's a lot of ways to open a safe but there's not as many ways as you would think to open a safe and also not damage everything in it
0: yeah and uh as far as what you can actually do to protect your super high-end video games that you have in your store you can follow trading games on youtube because i'm sure a year from now that store is going to have the highest security video game collection in the world at retail Because he already was paranoid enough to have a giant safe where I'm sure a lot of game stores, a lot of game stores don't have like water graded high end stuff, but they probably just lock their glass display case. Uh, So it might be interesting to follow him.
1: Let's talk a little bit. If if people are we can't really talk too much about how to secure your store. We aren't video game stores. Also, people say, oh, well, he had insurance, so he's fine that like the difference between home insurance on your stuff and business insurance is a large gap so i don't want to try and comment on an area i'm not well versed enough to to comment on i don't know if you feel well enough versed to try and speak to uh you know how to insure your merchandise because that's what it is you're not a store of any type do you have any info I on don't. this hour
0: i'm just a person in a residence cool excellent so
1: That's what I am too. So we're not going to talk about that. So if that's what you wanted from us, sorry, not today, kids. Uh, We will, if that's like a big thing you need to know about, like talk to other store owners, not us. Let's talk about some basic things you can do for peace of mind. We already said that you can't really stop anyone who wants to get in your house. Like, I don't want to make myself an easy target, but I don't know about your house, but I have a large sliding glass door in the backyard that you could put a brick through and get into my house if you really wanted to. There's not a lot of ways for me to stop that.
0: Yeah, I don't have one of those. And every time I walk into one of my friend's house who has one of those, I'm like, oh my God, dude, someone's just going to break in here one day. I'm super paranoid of those giant glass sliding doors now. So I actually, I went down a home security stint when I moved into this house. It was after I filled up my house, I had to start putting pinball machines in the garage. And, uh, The focus of this show should be go Google how to make your home less attractive to burglars and Google um, just basic home security stuff. And you will find a bunch of people on YouTube breaking into a bunch of houses really quickly. So when I started looking into garage security, it's like, oh, most garages can be opened in about three seconds. That's really cool. Like from the outside, I have like three different locks on my garage doors. I have uh, interior bars, like not visible ones, but bars on all my lower floor windows I have cameras throughout my property, I have reinforced doors, um, and it was all to protect my pinball machines. Probably one of the hardest things that would, someone would ever think to steal would be a friggin' entire pinball machine.
1: If you know what you're doing, a pinball machine is a pain in the ass to move.
0: Uh, but, you know, I was probably on Pinside one day and someone had, like, security camera footage of someone, like, probably pulling up to their uh, garage and loading, like, a specific super rare pinball machine onto a truck. And I'm like, oh, my God, there was a pinball heist. Someone's going to steal my Twilight Zone, which kind of, of course, no one's going to steal my Twilight Zone. That's the most cumbersome, hardest to move thing ever. Probably hard to actually sell it once it's once word gets out in the community. But you can get really paranoid if you go down a YouTube uh, binge on this kind of stuff.
1: Yes, so, but let, let's talk about less planned things and let's just talk about, uh, like, and you should just Google this. We aren't experts in any way, shape or form, but you can do a few basic things. Uh, deadbolts, like just, these are like basic to turns, put a deadbolt on on your your front door, your back door, uh, if you have a slider, no one's going to stop it from from putting a brick in it, but you can put those little clamps. They sell it like Home Depot so it doesn't just slide as freely if someone pops the cheap lock that are on most sliding glass doors or your French doors, you can put little little jams in them. You can buy this from home security companies. You can pick them up on Amazon, you can pick them up at Home Depot. As far as like lower windows, they have the same kind of things because it's really easy to pop out a window, uh, especially if if it doesn't have a screen on it. It's just one more thing. If you you just put barriers in front of people and make it so they can't get in. I like having a couple of cameras. What about you? I was
0: just going to say put floodlights uh, around your house, which probably won't help as much as you want, because most burglaries happen in the middle of the day because a lot of people are at work.
1: But most of those are crimes of opportunity, like people who leave their door open or have a very easy to pop lock.
0: Yes. Uh, um, Around me, people like to um, uh, I live in a great neighborhood. Uh, They just go around at three in the morning and they check all the car doors to see which ones are unlocked. Uh, Super exciting. Thank you, Durham, for sending your criminals over to me. Um, As far as uh, cameras, I have have two brands of commercial cameras and I have a DIY camera set up in my house. I don't like the commercial cameras because they advertise. Okay, com- what are commercial cameras? Uh, so commercial uh, Nest, Ring, Arlo. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of them. They 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 cost like $200. They, they they look like this nice little white thing you could put wherever it probably plugs in with USB or it has batteries in it. And uh, they're like, oh, you can it'll store for 30 days on our cloud servers. You'll only have to pay like $100 a year per camera for that. But the thing I hate is that They say that these are 1080p 4K cameras, and you're like, oh my god, it's going to be like a Blu-ray. But that 1080p, that's compressed. So it's not Blu-ray quality, it's YouTube quality, which, you know, sometimes is fine. Um, Me and Stefan did a comparison today, and I'll say that my results of my security footage today were not that bad. Um, but there are times where someone walks in front of my camera, and it just gets all compressed, and they just become a complete blurry mess, and there will be absolutely no way to identify that person. Um, and I'm I'm super paranoid, even though my stuff isn't like super high end. I I I really I went down all this with pinball, even before I like really started collecting video games again. Uh, so I have like interior cameras at choke points, like stairways, and um, those are all. DIY I use Contacam and if you look up DIY home security cameras you, you could literally buy like a Logitech uh c920 webcam and like the picture quality I get out of that $70 webcam is better than any of my like uh Arlo cameras so uh I don't look am I talking too much about cameras you like your cameras Johnny no, I, I I do
1: I and I have I have Nest I have all the same camera uh and I didn't have them for my games. Like I wasn't that worried about it. I also live in a fairly safe city. Uh, I also have dogs. Dogs are a great way to deter criminals. You know, so if if you're worried about it, you got dogs. You're you're less likely to be robbed. But yeah, I have these Nest ones. And when I, when I found out my wife was pregnant, I was like, okay, I'm putting cameras in the house now because now I'm a paranoid weirdo who's got a baby on the way. You know, baby's here now. I also was interested in like the Nest doorbell cam before that. So nest doorbell cam. Um, and then three other nest cameras aside from that, uh, one that like sees my side yard and and stuff. Cause my net, my doorbell cam sees the whole front of my house. I live in a cul-de-sac and I have one that sees like the whole backyard and side yard. And then I've got like, again, choke points. Like I've got two interior ones that point strategically. Um, let me see if anyone was to come through any of the main access points of the house. Or you have to cross to get upstairs to where my where my wife and child are. So that's what I'm most concerned about, and that's why my cameras are are staged as such. Uh, I do have a little one that I I got for the game room that I haven't plugged in yet. So that'll be another one. But yeah, you do have to pay like a subscription service for certain features. You know, depending on how my, mine was like, I think thirty five dollars, and then got like two free or something. I had some deal when I when I bought mine.
0: All right. So, without becoming the uh, the amateur home security podcast here, because we are very much amateurs, yeah. uh, have yes, visible like cameras 100% is, probably, is look probably stuff up. It's like fifty times better to have deterrence than to come to the police and be like, "Here's the video footage of the people who robbed my house." So, my HOA doesn't let me put uh, exterior cameras, so I have to have them like super prominently featured in a, a front and rear window. <laughs> That's really dumb.
1: Also. Like those dumb little signs that say you have a security system actually work. If you're wondering where I'm getting my information from, I took some basic security, like, here's what you can do. I went to the internet. I did a little research for this, and this is the stuff I found out, so I'm sharing with you. Also, if you have like a doorbell cam, you can usually set, well, there, there's a whole thing about if you have Ring or Nest and all that stuff, and you know, Nest was bought by Google, and are your devices listening to you and all that? no comments on any of that like that that's a whole different issue but if you want cameras on in your house like just pay attention to this part the lights on them you can turn them on uh like most people set them to off even though the Nest ones are now like changing it so they have to display that they're recording or listening so uh you know you don't think you're being spied on but also just having a bright blue light like my thing spins when it's recording so if people walk by and they see like a blue spinning light in front of your door, then I was just like, maybe I don't want that. And also if you're worried about package theft, which is increasing, doorbell cams are great too. Like you're probably not going to stop someone if they really want that package on your doorstep. But at least you might have footage and help, you know, your neighbors identify the person who's going around doing this. Cause usually it's an, an epidemic, not 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 you you being singled out. So, anything else on, like, cameras and stuff and deterrence, Tyler? Uh,
0: no. I hope everyone is really scared now and going to go to YouTube to find people who know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Definitely do more research than this, but the thing we're preaching here is deterring. Deter, deter, deter. Because, as I said, the sad news is if someone really wants to get in your house, there's a lot of easy ways to probably get in your house. Hope that doesn't make you feel more paranoid. But... If you are the people who have deterrence,
0: then you probably won't have that issue. But, Johnny, I'm specifically coming to your house, and I'm targeting your video game collection. And okay. I mean, now it's you just told me all your security measures. What's up?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got upstairs. <laughs> I've got dogs. You know, my wife and I work separate shifts. There's always someone at the house. We're not the best targets we like live in a cul-de-sac so it's like got a choke point on it we live by a police station
0: if you're considering a video game yeah, heist ugh. consider something easier to steal like jewels or money or yeah trading cards <laughs> I don't know. they're just the clunkiest target to steal a 500 just, pound safe full of like really hard to move incredibly rare video games. Like what? Were they for his own collection? Does he have like this heist collection? Oh my god! Just I yeah, can't imagine that's, that's why, why my, you would target. That's, video that's games. my
1: speculation. Like, it, was it someone who knew what he had and said, "I want that for my collection"? So he paid some criminals to go do it. Like what? Or like what? Yeah, the, it's uh, the idea that someone would go do this. Like like a common thief would do this to like try and sell on the black market seems real bad because most criminals, you know, they're just trying to sell shit for drug money. Yeah. Like this, this isn't, and obviously this wasn't that, but yeah. Wow. Ouch. Um, Hey, what do you know about insurance?
0: Oh yeah. I know it's hard to insure a video game collection. Uh, We've talked about it a little bit before. I don't think there has been a, uh, there hasn't been a company like Heritage Auctions that steps up and they're like, we're going to be the company for video games. Uh, I think now that, you know. We're going to have on in a minute. Like, WADA's pushing, like, these really investment collectibly things. There might be a service that appears. What I do know is that people are insured through Collect uh, which kind of is for super, super high-end stuff. And they kind of look down on video games and they're like, we don't even need a picture of it. If it's not worth more than $2,000, just tell us that you have it. We'll believe you. Um, and they do protect against like all the stuff that your homeowner's insurance will not protect against floods and natural disasters and theft and all that. So,
1: yeah, basically it becomes like individual riders on your
0: video game items. Yes. And, uh, there, there is one game that I want to get. And as soon as I get it, my, my goal by the end of the year is to have video game insurance. Oh yeah. Yeah. What game? Uh, It's Ocarina of Time. Uh, Still after it, huh? Yeah, they keep coming up, and it's like, ah, oh, this one has. I want like an almost perfect one, but not so perfect that it's a ridiculous price. And I'm being picky on what kind of seal it has. I'm being very picky about it because it's my favorite game. Fair enough. All
1: right. That so that that's your insurance update. Still kind of hard to get. There are some services out there. There's also a bunch of threads on Nintendo Age, so you know, go look there too. There's a lot of people writing about this stuff. Uh, more than us, but we were asked by a couple people to just kind of address this. And um, so I wanted also, to also
0: hold to on there. Uh, this happened probably months ago at this point. Some people post threads on like Nintendo Age that are like, hey guys, I'm trying to ensure my collection. What are the options? And someone will inevitably say like, oh, just go through, go look through all the old threads. And you go to those old threads, and the old threads are like, oh, whatever, go through, look at all these old threads. And you go back far enough, you're like seven years back. It's like, you know, maybe the landscape has changed, or maybe someone has some new things to say. So, I don't, just stop telling people, we need to figure this out. There are people who need to figure this out. And as people are coming in now, and they're only interested in first prints and sealed graded games, then... They let's lobby them.
1: If, if you know this information and you're on Nintendo age, put a thread up and let's lobby to get that thing sticky. So people can see it. And like in collector's corner. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. We could also ask Wada, Wada, the how to ensure your video game collection article. Yeah. After that, third party hang well. tabs. Yep. Pretty good article. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, or if they just have methods, maybe it'd be nice. Like, Hey, worried about your extremely expensive purchase or your sealed stuff. This is what we recommend for insurance. Any Anything that can be done there. Maybe that's a, a partner opportunity for them. Maybe they'll... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Who knows?
0: Talking business. Dennis is getting yep. excited.
1: Uh, I don't know if Dennis is getting excited. He has no idea we're talking about this part. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if Dennis from Wada Games is going to come on, and why? This is a perfect transition point. Because Tyler made a video and upset everyone. He upset,
0: I don't think I upset, upset, I think I upset like two people and everyone else is pretty happy with it. You
1: upset the video game Illuminati. That means they're all upset.
0: That's true. Yeah. Uh, So, So the
1: shadow video game Illuminati that controls the market, uh, is the secret owner of collector's quest controls our agenda, tells you what we talk about owns, go collect owns Jeff owns everything. Uh, they're pulling the strings here. And Tyler made a video about that and it upset them.
0: Uh, right, I did. So uh, basically I was thinking about go collect security not go collect. I was thinking about certified link security which is really bad. And then I was also thinking about how I really hate incorrectly married parts in WADA games. And I was just going to make a video on those two things and then I was like you know what, there's all these weird new companies that are all kind of important now in this new video game market. I'm just going to think of all the things that I think that they can improve and put it into one video. And like 90% of it is stuff that all these guys have already talked about on Nintendo Age. Like people already know certified link security is bad. People already know WADA should have colored labels to make things super clear what they are. I'll I'll say I was easy I was pretty easy on Wada. Like Wada my stuff my stuff to them was like here are some things you could improve about your labeling to make really clear to your potential buyers what they're buying. Right. And-
1: well let me let me jump in. Okay. You were pretty fair the whole video. And you even said these are services I use or try to use. So you're not some rando on the internet who's just like, I just wanna shit all over these things. You're like, I like these things, they could be better, and they could be better through this stuff which is pretty much low-hanging fruit let me discuss it in a video
0: yeah right that's and like, i just said like you, i said you like, fair you i have a lot of fair. games i have no vga games so you know just don't listen to me because i don't know what i'm talking about i don't have vga games i'm just talking about what i see you know i signed up to the two auction websites i bought stuff off heritage what was the other go- <laughs> and then go collect uh i said like oh i, I use go collect websites and I basically and said we, nothing bad. We've about been
1: go. largely like pretty nice about go collect. We think like they bought game value. Now we think that's a positive. They bought Nintendo age. We think that's a positive. So yeah. You, Is it, John... you know, what's that? Is it, Is it a, a positive? positive? Well, I mean, people are up for a debate about that. Now I think a little more of that, but look, if we're being fair about Nintendo age, you know, not ne- necessarily go click, but Nintendo Age was a stagnant place with declining membership numbers, kind of, right? That wasn't like, they weren't, Nintendo Age was fine doing what it was doing, but it wasn't trying to grow or expand or become more than what it was. And maybe it didn't need to become more and, and that was fine, but in the age of, like, Instagram and stuff, fewer and fewer people were going. You and I like Nintendo Age because it is a repository for great information that even though you have to work for that information, it's there. It's also a home for tons of knowledgeable collectors. People I've leaned on since I started collecting. People who who know more uh, than I, I will ever know. There's a few of those people like that I still call and they're like, hey, tell me about this thing. And I, I need to know about this. Uh, I know you're the guy. That's those guys live on Nintendo Age still. So. Yeah, I, I, it's still a valuable resource. Uh, I don't think GoCollect buying it really did it any harm. And I and this event specifically, I, it wasn't specific to GoCollect. So let's uh, now you can go into it. I've added all my caveats.
0: Okay. I, I guess just to explain the video, the video is called High-End Game Collecting Companies Could Be Better. I go into like WADA labeling. I go into how people don't really know who the VGA are, so why do people trust them? Their scale could be better to... Uh, their scale could be better defined. Discussed.
1: You mean <laughs> defined, defined at all?
0: So I, I looked into that, and to be fair, they do have text descriptions of everything in the VGA silver tier, which honestly, like, 60% of VGA games are, like, from an 80 to an 85 plus, And they do have a description of those. My main problem was that, their entire gold tier 85 plus 90 90 plus 95 95 plus 100 it just says these items have little to no defects you have to look at it under a microscope to see the defects in it and it's like okay so these games are all perfect but what's the difference between the levels and if you're a vga person who has 100 vga games maybe you know those differences but why can't i know what the differences are if i'm not part of the vga club It should be documented but i don't want to go into like all the content of the video so basically I put this video up, put it, I posted it on Instagram, and then the next day I'm like, yeah, maybe people on Nintendo Age want to see it. And I posted it in the Nintendo Age YouTube video thread. The not not like the there's two YouTube threads. There's one to post a YouTube video, and then there's one in the promotions forum for you to post your own channel's YouTube videos, which is a forum I imagine nobody goes to because it is who pretty cares? Dead third-party
1: <laughs> promotions. No like that's where the podcast like when we <laughs> seldom we update the podcast thread on Nintendo Age, it's there. Doesn't get a lot of hits. The, the people are in the buyers and seller forum and like collector's corner. Those are like the three top ones. Everywhere else, not a lot of traffic.
0: Yeah. And, and so um I'm like, uh yeah, hey, I made this video. I know a lot of people probably aren't interested in graded games, but if there is anyone interested in graded games, here you go. And it got Edited by a moderator, and they removed the video and they put, let's keep the YouTube videos on YouTube, despite being in the Nintendo Age YouTuber thread.
1: Can I just say how chicken sh- that is?
0: <laughs> that is like the
1: saddest, dumbest, like, oh, keep it in the YouTube. And then to, to edit it and post that shitty ass comment like that, like, look you didn't have the courage to come out and say which moderator you were editing it. And then you made that comment and you look like a dummy because it's in the YouTube thread. Like there's all kinds of losing going on. And you're probably really happy right now that you didn't put your name on it. Cause you look like a class a one dummy. And if that hurts your feelings and you, and you hear this and you're into, I- I'm sorry. What? Well, like defend yourself. Then come out and say who you are. Let's have a dialogue about it because that's some, um, cowardly bullshit so that's right, johnny's sorry.
0: take i thought it was kind of funny and a little bit evil and i'm like oh boy in this video where i just barely criticized go collect go collected one of the worst things now <laughs> but um so the reason it got taken down allegedly by me because we don't really know the reason it specifically got nope, taken down this is
1: Specifically our opinion, collector's quest only, no one else.
0: Uh, So I did criticize Heritage Auctions and Certified Link. Certified Link security uh, was super bad. They don't encrypt passwords, or they didn't encrypt passwords, and they didn't encrypt website traffic. And I did a simple cookie replay attack, which is basically if you're listening to unencrypted web traffic and someone logs into a website and they're browsing a website, you can take their session and it becomes your own session. So if someone was browsing certified link in the airport, I can listen to that and I can be browsing from their account, uh, which is really bad, which is why websites haven't done that in a very long time. Uh, There was a Firefox extension, like maybe more than 10 years ago, that was created specifically to take advantage of that and expose all the websites that did that so they would encrypt their traffic. But uh, certified link was still bad and so i really harped on certified link i was like dude comic link sells millions of dollars worth of comics and this is their security this is ridiculous and i, I really did harp on them the whole video it, it, it was fair i think um totally but fair. They, they, they were the ones who got the brunt of it and then heritage auctions i gave them crap because two sonic the hedgehog ones of different variants sold for over a thousand dollars something i brought up on the show before and then they also have they also have this thing called house bidding, where Heritage Auctions themselves will place bids. So, one of those two companies, I'm pretty sure, did not like the things I said about them, all of which were factually true, and they did not like that this now-go-collect-Nintendo-Age site had it up on the site. I have heard two conflicting things from two different mods. One mod says that it had nothing to do with the content of the video disparaging any one company, And then another mod said it got taken down because the companies didn't like the video, but no, they hadn't actually like issued an ultimatum to take it down. But one mod went rogue and took it down as like a preventative measure.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was one mod, not, it wasn't the whole of Nintendo age. It wasn't an admin at Nintendo age. It wasn't the whole of go collect. As far as we know, it was one mod. So Oh, and in the Nintendo Age thread, I just want to say, they're like, a lot of you guys attack some mods. It's fair to attack the mod that did this to, to say, whichever mod did this, but not all of those mods are like evil dicks. Most of them are guys that have, are just doing this for free. They get no money. They get nothing out of this. They're just like generally pretty knowledgeable people that try to help. So like don't
0: kill everyone guys don't like attack the mod that did this not not all i them. got messaged from a lot of nintendo age moderators a lot of people really supported me on this apparently there was some thread on the internal mod forum that secret where there was a lot of discussion about it but it really sounded like the mods are very very much on the side of nintendo age not being censored um, so definitely don't be mad at the mods. I think BA quit, uh, being a mod over this because he was so mad that the yeah, video got taken admin. Off. He was an admin. Yeah. So, uh, kind of ironic. He's the kind of guy who shuts down threads when they get rowdy and off topic and people kind of start being assholes the most, but he is also the one standing up most for not censoring discussion. So, uh, real big shout out to him. I, I mean, if he's, that, that really sucks They are stepping down and it's kind of me who triggered it, but, uh that's yeah
1: i I mean i think there's got to be other things in there like that that that's a whole process i talked to him a little bit it wasn't just you this was just like the final moment of like wtf guys why um so anyways don't kill all your mods um this is the thing that happened as we just described to you uh the censorship we obviously don't agree with that censorship like that especially on a video that was very fair is a bad look for nintendo age but again uh, I heard from a couple different people that Jeff, uh, owner of Nintendo Age and Go Collect, actually th- saw the video, thought it was fair. We talked. I talked to Dennis at WADA, saw the video, thought it was fair, even though it's his baby that's being criticized. He thought it was fair, so it wasn't everybody. Like it, you know, that, that was you offended somebody clearly, but wasn't
0: everybody. Yeah, and I, I've actually I've never got such a response to a video. I'll say most of it was because the video got taken down, and people were like, "What the." F- That's bullshit. Um, But there were a lot of people that were just like comic collectors who were like, oh, my God, I'm new to this world. Thank you for telling me all this weird stuff I didn't know. So uh, it was cool. I'm like, I I have no presence on YouTube. This video literally would have got 50 views. (laughs) And then like people started like, oh, this video got taken off Nintendo age. And they're like putting it up on Instagram and their own thing. Like I didn't send anyone out to go do that. I was perfectly content to quietly be like, oh, man. Nintendo that was a little evil thing they did right there. A little bit 1984. You didn't even ask us to do it. You didn't ask Stefan no, and I, I to do it. I didn't even comment. I made one comment on no. Nintendo Age about the whole thing. I'm like, oh, go click censored my video posting a YouTube video in the YouTube thread. That's funny, huh? Uh, yeah, I did that, not make a stink about it.
1: You did yeah, you did not ask Stefan and I to do it. We went out and just said this is some nonsense and uh, you know, entered ourselves into the fray. Um, not for you because we thought it was dumb. So, um, now wait, let's, okay, let's try wait, and talk to Dennis. Uh, I, there, oh, there's something I do have
0: to bring up before we call Dennis okay, or anything. Uh, so, Certified Link, uh, huge glaring security problems. I posted this video, uh, it was like in the middle of the night probably, knowing how I operate. I'm guessing I posted this maybe 1am, and I posted the link on Instagram. And someone told me later on that Certified Link either fixed the video that night, or very shortly after. They fixed their security problems that I was calling them out for. So I, d- I did want to say the Certified Link apparently had a really fast response to this video. It sounds like someone was, like, woken up and they're like, get developers on this right now. Which kind of makes me think, like, someone with a lot of money on Certified Link or Comic Link got really mad and then went to Mr. Comic Link that I called out. But uh, they, did, they did fix well, it. Well, I mean, but that's great. You did a service for everyone there. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm I'm sorry they were angry and maybe got tussled out of bed, but na- that's better for everyone. That should be a net win for yeah. them. Like now, but people should know they did, they took measures. It took until this point for them to take measures, but at least measures were taken. So, you know, you can criticize anyone all you want, especially if they won't take action on a thing. But, you know, not that I love what, how everything was handled, but they did take action. You got to give them credit for that, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Someone wanted me to make another video I mean, on that. I'm like, I'm not going to bat for certified link here telling people that I, everything's okay. I but don't, uh, I did it's updated no, in the I video don't, description I, and
1: all that. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the route to take. But I, I do think like people won't ever act if you don't acknowledge when they do. Yeah. You know? So I just like to try and be fair, but yeah, there like are there more issues? I don't know. Probably tyler will make another video in three months and then he'll be dead and we'll know why so secret shadow medium illuminati yeah also just if you haven't watched the video it was a good video i told tyler like it's kind of long it's 20 minutes but it was super informative really well done i was like tyler why don't you put that much effort into the podcast bro
0: yeah i'm I'm, i think about (laughs) that as i'm stumbling over like talking through security cameras i'm like am I talking about security cameras for three minutes? Is this too long? And I'm like, man, I put a lot of effort into really editing down that video to exactly what I wanted to say. So I put a lot of effort into it. You should go watch it. It is my, I think, third most viewed gaming YouTube video behind my Nebs and Debs review with 800 views and my Morrowind jumping from Sheogorad to Vivek video with 600,000 views.
1: So, whatever this does, and however important this video is, isn't as cool as jumping in Morrowind.
0: Yep. And if, if you search right. for Morrowind Jump on Google, I'm not even on the front page.
1: Damn. Ugh. And you have over 600, or you have like 600,000 views and you're not first?
0: Yeah. It's not well, even on my Tyler. current channel, so none of that traffic ever is going to come back to my channel. It's on like my old channel. Ugh. So, Tyler. I'm I'm bad at YouTube. I don't know how to do the content. Uh, yeah.
1: Look, I'm I'm also bad at YouTube. I've got like the worst videos up there. And do you want to know what kind of traffic I get? I get people who, because I did like a building the nursery. I got a few like cool Harry Potter items. So I did like a little unboxing like, hey, these are these cool things I got for my baby's nursery. I just ca- have people calling me and are not calling me, but messaging me on Facebook and through the YouTube video asking if they can buy my Buckbeak rocker that I bought for my son's nursery. He hasn't even got on it yet. And people are like, "Hey, would you consider selling that?" It's not like a few messages. I've had over twenty messages about this. What the? Please hell stop that? asking me. He he hasn't even written it yet. I'm not selling the Buckbeak rocker. Knock it off. Okay, yeah. Aside from that, my, my 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 channel's awful. Once upon a time, I did like video game stuff on it, but now we've got a podcast. So,
0: well, I still That's like talking about there. the stuff we don't talk about here, Johnny. Mainly NES group.
1: I agree. You should keep talking about that right there. Um, boring. I told you, you could have a
0: segment if you wanted about it. No one wants to hear it. But you can come to my YouTube channel. Uh, Man, I don't do any promotion. Like, I should have, I could have, not I should have, I could have made a video that was like, been censored by GoCollect, red arrow pointed to my face with a shocked expression. The video they don't want you to see. Yeah,
1: you could have done all the things that YouTube would actually get you views for. So let's go ahead and see if we can get a hold of Dennis. Either that or we've been talking about getting Dennis that on the show be the so whole time. Yeah. If we don't get him on, uh, it was technical difficulties, but we want to bring him on especially since we criticized Wada and let him respond and and tell you what he thought in his own words and you know, he wants to put it out there. I'm I'm willing to listen. And that goes for anybody else. If we have offended your company and you feel like we have been unfair let us know let us know and like if you feel like you can't get your side out i will do my best as long as uh as long as you want to keep a reasonable dialogue i will do my best to accommodate that okay so and let's I'm, go ahead I'm and Tyler, stop here. and i'm Tyler and i'm here
0: too and i totally recognize it's it's not fair that we're only having Dennis on to respond to Wada who i barely criticized basically everything i said was a suggestion so Right.
1: Well, most of that was like all pretty fair. But if anyone else wants to come, let me know. I'm happy to happy to hear the other side. Anything else before we hit pause on this to
0: try and get Denison? Uh, the guy who founded CGC and CBCS and was some part of Heritage Auctions followed me on Instagram, and I thought it was pretty funny. That is funny. All right. Now. All right. We- Do you want to tell people
1: why that's funny, or?
0: Well, he's in the video. He's on the, the WADA board of advisors. He's like one of the people who's in the comic. They're grading. watching. Are they, are they listening to this podcast? Did I? They're if watching. they are, I just brought in eight new viewers or listeners. Tyler, this sh- is don't. This is actually kind of creepy wearing headphones when you whisper like this. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Sorry, listeners. I apologize for that. Hey, and we're back. And we have Dennis here from WADA Games, I'm going to say president of WADA Games, because I don't remember. Hey, but, hey uh, that's me. Yeah, and uh, Dennis, so Johnny, what, what are we having Dennis on? He's going to respond to the video and yeah, okay. tell okay. us how you're, great you're, we are and why did WADA just, file you a just, cease and desist against yeah. me on YouTube and take my video off. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. yeah, You. we brought
1: Dennis in to apologize to to Tyler for that C&D that he gave. <laughs> Dennis? No. Uh, we brought Dennis in just like Tyler gave some criticism in the video to WADA, and we just want, like, you said you want to give your perspective, because you told me privately that you thought some of that criticism was fair, and I just want you to tell everyone, so, because people think, like, uh, you know, I had someone say, was it WADA who had them take it down? I'm like, no, it, <laughs> it was not WADA that had the video taken down, or anything like that, so... Uh,
0: Did you tell me that? Because I would have laughed at that. that oh, like the no. Most I was like,
1: thing. I was like, what is the least likely of the companies uh, to have this taken down?
0: Uh, wait, before Dennis even says anything, I'm going to disagree with that and say, I bet no one at VGA has even watched this. Video. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, well, that's because VGA <laughs> has never heard community feedback ever.
2: Well, thanks for having me on. I mean, first of all, I just want to say, I mean, the, the as much BS as it is to a lot of people, the reason that... You know, there was a lot of thought that went into our branding and the way we formed our company and named our company. And the whole idea behind Wada, which I guess it's a good refresher right now, because we haven't talked about it in depth, I guess since we launched, is that we are we named the company Wada to represent the idea of water and the fact that we flow and adapt to the needs of the community and that we're transparent, right? Just like water. And so much of that I feel like is applicable right now with, with your video, which I think was an amazingly fair shake of what's going on in the industry right now. And um, I actually really enjoyed listening to it. Um, it's, it's you know, I, if, if anything I can let people know is that we, you know, obviously we're incredibly busy right now. Um, and I personally don't have the time to respond and go on forums. Um, and, and be as active and engaged as I used to be. And, 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 for a lot of people, you know, that's a little bit of a surprise because I used to be a pretty active member, whether it was on Instagram or Nintendo age, but given what we're dealing with, it's, it, I don't just have that luxury anymore, but, um, we are constantly listening to things like the videos you're putting out and other feedback. And if, if anything, and if this is going to be like a public service kind of announcement thing, um, you guys, you, not just you guys, but anyone listening can reach out to us and give us their feedback and we will listen to it. It's what we stand for. We're still members of the community even if we're not engaging and responding on the forums. We are hearing everything and everything you mentioned in your video has either been something that we've already discussed but haven't been able to implement yet or something we've discussed and said we're not implementing this for a specific reason or... Something we said, hey, this is a this is something that hasn't been brought up before. Let's talk about this and see how we can change our services for the better, or adapt them, or make them more, um, uh, you know, user friendly or whatever. Uh, so I I just suffice it to say it was. I think you did a great job, Tyler. Kudos to you, and you. Um, I, I thoroughly personally enjoyed listening to it. I think you you did a great job and. We take it all to heart and anyone can always, again, you know, (laughs) if you have my phone number, you can pick up the phone and give me a call. If you have my email, it's one, two, three. Yeah. Um,
1: And uh, just to be clear, I, Dennis did not reach out to me. I reached out to Dennis. I said, well, this was some nonsense. I want to talk to some people who were listed in the video and just see what they have to say about the video. And that's why Dennis is. Is here today. That that was like my main goal. I just said, "Hey, Dennis, what's up with this? Did you see this video? Have you heard it? And uh, how do you respond?" Before I just criticize anyone, like let let me know how what you think. So yeah, and I mean that's it, what we did.
2: It's it's everything you said. From I mean, even something as simple as you know changing the color of our labels. You know, it's something we've discussed at at lengths, and we're going to have different colored labels that identify different things as we move forward. Um, whether it's going to be the difference between a CIB and a seal game, uh, I can't. I can't comment on whether that's going to happen tomorrow or not. But it's all stuff that that we, we take in this feedback and we have discussions internally um, with the founders and and other people involved in the company and say, okay, these are the potential changes. What does it look like logistically? Right, first. Like, what does a different color label look like? How much is it going to cost us to do something like that? And and, and is that – it's a cost-benefit analysis. Is that cost going to be worth helping the community better? Or is it more beneficial to educate people on how to identify the different labels rather than changing the color? Or, you know, it's total – I'm pulling this out of my ass, right? Um, these are these – are, but everything that's said, we, don't, we we don't take it with a grain of salt. We take it to heart. Um, and again, that's just because, <laughs> you know, if 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 we weren't doing this, we'd be on the boards responding to this as someone else looking from the outside in. So we're looking from the inside out and, and we're also the spectator. So, it, it you know, just because we started this and, and we're doing this, all the stuff with Wad and the certification doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're not still community members. So I, I appreciate you guys having me on and you guys can, I've told you before in private conversations, you guys can always have me on. Right. Um, yeah.
3: always well, happy to here. give
2: my my perspective, give Wada's perspective. It's 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 fun. This is this is the best part about all of this is is still being part of the community. And regardless of whether people are talking about and regardless of whether I agree with or not the prices of sticker-sealed CIBs or the hype <laughs> that's going on or the bubbles, whatever, it's still discussion that's happening. It's new. Uh, it's something new to talk about that's reinvigorating our hobby in a way. And I think that that's the best thing that we can ask for. That Again, is, regardless of what side true. of the fence you fall upon.
0: The So I, I'm i not into like spending $400,000 on uh, Kid Icarus with a hang tab. But for like three straight years, we talked about nothing but the bubble and pricing data. And now people are all of a sudden talking about like this stuff that's not even on Nintendo age. Like... That Wada black box guide stuff, people have known about that forever. Like you can go through forum threads, but that stuff's like not all in the Nintendo Age database. So, well, it's, it's it's cool that people are talking about variants again. It's not
2: just you know doing the research. Obviously, a lot of this stuff has been out there. It's about taking years of research, adding to it through research by people like you know Kenneth, um, and and other people involved with Wada, and 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 turning that into something digestible. For the masses, right? Because no guy coming into this market who's excited about video games and loves them and grew up with them and wants to collect them is going to spend hundreds of hours, literally the, the decades it took some of us to go through old Nintendo Age forum posts and find this information out, right?
0: So I, Dennis, I am one of the m- most dedicated people to Nintendo Age. And if you've listened to the show... Uh, I said that I started backing up Nintendo Age at some point. This was right before GoCollect bought it. Uh, I started backing, or it was right after GoCollect bought it. I started backing up the forums, and I was going to go through every thread and try to pull out all the nitty-gritty information. And I got through, like, three pages, and I was like, fuck it, someone else is going to do this. (laughs) this (laughs) Hey, when I joined Nintendo Age in uh, mid-2008... I made.
2: I went through every single thread that I missed. I was like, I want to know what I missed, right? And it was a gold. uh, It was a gold mine. That's where I learned so much. But again, it's just buried in some damn forum somewhere. You go to NES for. You go to NES. That all these different forums, these defunct places, NES World. They're they're just they're they're it's in it's it's information gold mines, and I think it's a shame. And I think that part of our duty is to. Bring that back, add relevant information and, and put it in a digestible manner to where we can start talking about it again. Whether it's positive or negative, whether it has an impact on the market, I, I, I don't care, you know, for, for better or for worse. Um, I just care that we're talking about it and I think that's cool. Um, I think that there's a lot of negativity and that's fine because it creates a discourse, right? You got people on both sides. And it, that's more fun than absolute stagnation, which we've had for, I don't know, for for years. It's caused a lot of disillusion in a lot of collectors that I know that have just been like, nothing's going on. This isn't as exciting as it used to be. And and they dropped off the face of the earth. People that I consider dear friends, right? That I'm just like, where did they go? They used to be like some of the biggest contributors to this, <laughs> Um, so I think that's yeah, really God. cool. And, and, and I'll, I'll take the negativity and I'll take the hate and, and, and it all comes together in one big delightful
0: package, right? <laughs> that we have I mean, to unwrap why are you, together. Why are you manipulating markets to make yourself rich off your personal collection? Yeah, why don't exa- we tell, we'll talk about that? <laughs> also, no, I've got a real question. I don't know if it's too real. You've probably heard people talking about this on the forums. Um, someone was accusing Wada of... Of drop shipping games directly, or like they bought games off eBay and shipped yep. them directly to WADA. There are people who drop ship games to WADA, right? Ken? Oh yeah, because you never and, you. Didn't and respond we to that we we
2: we talked about. I I actually really wanted to put out a notice, and and we probably will because it's gotten a little bit out of hand to tell people to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> especially as we're getting you know inundated and overwhelmed with submissions. Uh, it doesn't help the cause. Again, it's it's just something we got to keep up with. Um, we get drop shipments all the time and it'll be like, it's like when you buy eBay games, right? And, and you just get a bunch of packages from random people. You're like, okay.
0: And yeah. You open that them. sounds like a nightmare. I can't believe people, even, even if you offered that service, I can't believe people would do that. To well, you. we, 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 we started by saying, Hey,
2: at least if you're going to do this, put, you know, in, in the address, C O care of x person right or put your order name order number in the in the shipment but we got we have new people doing it all the time and it's unprompted so we will literally get packages that look like we ordered something off ebay and we open it and there's no order form in it um no nothing and then we'll get an email from someone that says hey i just drop shipped this to you can you please, you know so it's 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 certainly a problem in the sense that the unanticipated problem of people thinking we're actually buying this stuff—I didn't think that would be the issue, but um, it certainly happens to a much larger degree than I had ever anticipated or that I had hoped. And we we, ha- we definitely have to put a stop to that because uh, on the logistical side too, you have to think we're getting—you know—it's that many more packages. You got ten packages for ten games instead of one package with ten games, right? Yeah. That we have to open and that our receivers have to then go through and break down those boxes. It's, it's a hassle. So no, we are not buying games. No, nobody – yes, there are people also that – and I should mention, which is one of the, the, the points of contention. There are people um, that aren't involved in our day-to-day operations but that have interest in WADA succeeding, right? Um, I'm not saying necessarily investors or anything like that, but partners, right, of the company who are doing this. But they are not involved. They are not at the WADA facilities.
0: They have never been to the WADA facilities. Who are doing what, to be clear? Did I miss that? Sorry, what was that? You said who are doing this. Who are dropshipping? Who are dropshipping stuff. So people
2: think that, oh, they're involved with WADA, so they're grading their own games or whatever. Nobody who has has stepped foot or is involved in the day-to-day operations that sees the games coming in is allowed to buy and sell or grade games, period. We are barred from it. And, and I have I and our other um, uh, people that are in our facility have gone out of our way to not sell anything. I mean, or, or grade anything. Obviously, grading anything is, is out of the question. But to even sell anything, and we've gotten flack. Again, this can go to the community. Maybe you guys have your own thoughts. But we made a decision that I can't, for example, sell a single raw video game. And other people have said, well they 're raw you haven 't graded them. You can sell them and I said well we 're still adhering or, or, or sticking to this idea that we should not be involved in the transacting or or benefiting off this marketplace right if we 're having an impact on it. So we can buy all we want, but we can never sell anything and we can never grade anything and we 've stuck to that, but we still get flack, obviously, we still get conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it."
0: It's the secret shadow of video game Illuminati is what it is. Hey,
2: hook me up to a lie detector test. I'll put out a video. I don't care. You know, I have sold displays. I have sold displays, but I can you guarantee you. you uh, I think you, think you can bought mark, displays too. You can mark my words, Tyler and Johnny, on this podcast that we will never certify displays. Okay, and if we do, <laughs> then you can go back to this and then uh, put me on the put me on the cross.
1: I'll be coming for you. You can crucify right. me. Yeah, I don't even... I, I You know, I don't even care about displays. You could do it and I'd be like, well, nah, who's buying displays anyways? And then you and Stefan raise your hands and I'm like, don't trust those guys. We'll move on.
2: <laughs> but it makes um, me happy. Look, other people are making money off this. Other people are getting excitement out of it, whether it's just the collecting aspect or the speculation aspect. I don't agree with or disagree with one or the other. Well, I do agree with the collecting aspect. I'm a collector, of course. But... Just the fact that people are doing things in this market, again, it's, it's everyone has their own personal goals, right? And if you're achieving that because of us, that makes my day. That is the money that I could make from selling this stuff. Well, maybe it's not. That would be great to sell some of this stuff. But that's the equivalent of, of – I mean that's why we created this, to to make a rewarding experience for whatever kind of collector or seller or whatever you are. Um, and it was cool the other day. I mean, someone, they wanted to preserve a game that, that, that they're, they're not a collector. They just wanted a trophy of a sealed game that they, a, a Pokemon game. They're, they're a speedrunner for a Pokemon game. And it's like, they just wanted this trophy. And I was like, that's, that's the fucking coolest thing ever. Like that's the customer that it's like. You can preserve and, and appreciate something that you're not even a sealed collector, but you can still put it on your mantle and have something when people come over to discuss about and talk about and get other people to be like, wow, these old video games, they're being collected. This is something I remember from my childhood. So I don't, I don't need to keep going on that tangent. This is the basic one-on-one stuff of why we created this company. And it's cool to see that it's not just all about the speculation. We, for, uh, and I said this in that, that Chris Kohler article that, he, that, he, that, that was picked up. Um, For every new person coming into this hobby that's speculating and that's buying 10 Marios and 10 whatever sealed, there's at least two more that are coming in and buying this stuff and collecting it and keeping it because they love it just like we did when we started collecting. And I know that that's anecdotal. I know there's no evidence to point to that. But I'm just telling you from my position that I'm seeing that and it's f***ing awesome. I love it. I love seeing that more than anything. It makes my day. So, believe it or not, that's how I feel. (laughs) So, Dennis,
0: he would be the best person on Collector's Quest to have uh, if it was a two-person show. Because you could set him off on something and he will, like, seamlessly blend it into four different topics. (laughs) And he will just keep going. You don't even have to, like, prompt him with an okay or anything. He just goes i do want to say um you were saying how you love that stuff is happening and i will say that all the people going crazy about first print sticker sealy stuff got me thinking and i'm like i need to buy a bunch of famicom disk system stuff because <laughs> tyler is all about collecting real history well, over here on the collector's quest podcast
2: hey i mean again you're what you're doing tyler
0: i hate to say it, you're speculating right you're not. Well, I'm not buying, I, I said you should buy 70 copies of Metroid. I'm buying one copy of each because I think it's interesting to own it. It's interesting. But again, you're thinking about something that you never would have thought about before.
2: And I'm the same way. I'm like, well, we're talking about the first print of Zelda or Mario. That's not the first release, though. Let's go all the way back to Japanese. And again, now we're getting in a whole realm of different things where we're talking about collectability. And, you know, it's like coins are great. U.S. coins dominate the coin market. People don't care about world coins. They do. There's a whole market for it. I'm, I'm I'm being a little facetious, but if you're talking about where the money is, it's not in world coins. It's not like oh, the first coin ever discovered is this coin from Turkey from you know 200 BC or whatever. That's not what's selling for the most. It's the the you know morgan nickel or dime or god I'm butchering this but it's it's something that 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 thomas jefferson owned right it's it's us history in mint condition and i think that's kind of similar to any you can draw the parallels again
0: now i'm going on a whole different topic i know you guys didn't bring me on no this is what this was literally what the last episode is about this is wonderful we're just going to cut this and add it on yeah, to we, the last episode
1: <laughs> yeah we talked about um books going in the difference yeah like comparing it to books where people were talking about first prints like for us stuff but we started to say that people really needed to consider additions because just because and people started to say true first print which i don't like or that's not a real first print which that's tyler which i also don't like because all of these things the japanese one the american ones the player's choice those all have first prints but that does not mean they're the first edition. So I'm trying to socialize the idea that games have editions, and uh, so make sure you're talking about which edition of the. Well,
2: game you it's have as Well, it's not just the edition. Again, it goes back to my whole theory. I think I talked about this on the last podcast. I can't remember, but and I and I gotta find a word for popularity that starts with R, so that I can make it the three R's. <laughs> right? It's popularity, it's rarity, and it's relevance. And that's what drives demand for any collectible, in my opinion. Um, that's the argument I made with Stadium Events versus Mario Sticker Sealed, right? I, I, we did talk about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. And I, and I agree with you. And I, I told you I'm happier that it's a Mario than Stadium Events because Stadium Events is garbage and doesn't matter to most Nintendo well, people it, only got, because got, of this it's
2: instance. The, it's got the two factors. It doesn't have the trifecta. It has the rarity and the significance for being a part of the NES license set. Right, and when you go to coins and world coins, it's the same thing. It's like the significance is the U.S. coin market, but you got you have the rarity and um, you have the relevance. So it's like you know you could draw that. You can I feel like you could take that formula and apply it to anything. Um, it's not a be all end all, but I think it's interesting and an interesting way to look at collectibles and the and the parallels between markets because everyone li- loves to make these comparisons between the saying oh we're just trying to draw the market or draw the parallel between comics and co- or, or video games so that we can bring all these comic guys into video games. It's like, no, our scale represents or, or emulates the comic scale in a lot of ways, yes. But that's simply because a 1 to 10 scale makes is the way that people have rated anything for the history of time, right? And they focus on that and say, oh, we're appealing to comic people. No, we, yes, I have a background in comics. Kenneth has a background in coins. We took what worked... We weren't going to take the 1 to 0 to 70 scale that worked in coins and say, oh, that works universally. Because who the F grades something or assesses condition of something on a 0 to 70 scale, right? No one.
1: No one. No and everyone, one. Like, yeah, there's a reason that uh, you guys picked that. It wasn't arbitrary. And everyone – like anyone who doesn't understand this, this is a, a pretty basic idea that the 1 to 10 scale is what – people use like it's like your papers were graded on that like through most of your school not one to ten but one to a hundred but those could br- basically be broken down to a one to ten scale yeah and
2: everyone know? and we all have our adaptations i mean you know psa and beckett they do one to ten but they do 0.5 increments and they don't do the 9.2 9.4 they just do nine five and ten right well cgc does a nine 2, nine because we think you know it's good to hone in at the mint level on, on a finer scale, but we don't do 9.9, we don't do 1.8. You know, we got rid of things that don't make sense in our opinion for collectors and that, that confuse more than just add transparency. That's another thing, Tyler. You brought up the um, our, our visual scale and one of our biggest hesitations in doing that was exactly what you said. So I'm actually glad you voiced it because it's something we want to improve. I think the poster child for what we were trying- Well, hold on.
1: Before before you go on, explain what what Tyler, or Tyler, you can say what you said, and then Dennis, you can respond so people know what we're talking about.
0: I'm going to let Dennis keep going. What did I say, and what were you saying about it? Well,
2: you were talking about our our visual scale on our website, because we're all about transparency. We're not trying to hide how we grade games, right? Again, part of it is an art. It's not a science. Otherwise, we'd have robots and machines, and we teach them how to- Analyze different flaws in a game and then your your games will get graded by a machine. I mean maybe that's what people want. I don't think that is. Um, but this, the, the visual scale we tried to achieve on our website was just a guide, a reference of at least you can understand roughly why this game looks the way it does and it grades the way it does. But it's so hard as you said with a three-dimensional object to capture a ridge on the side in a photo. Or, you know, some flaw, the difference between a 9.6 and a 9.8 and a 10, it's almost impossible. And so, like I said, our poster child for who achieved this the best was, is the PCGS website, where they have a guide for coins, which are essentially two-dimensional. And you can really tell. But our challenge was with video games, how are we going to achieve this? And, you know, our limitation is just, the best we can do is a front and back photo. So if there's a way that we can 3D image and put on our website, you know, um, the condition of, of each game, we'll do it. But this, we wanted to at least put something out and we'll modify it over time. We'll make it better. We'll make it more accurate. But we wanted to put something out there.
0: So I'm, I'm going to say this video actually started out, um, I forget, I was really unhappy with uh, the Super Mario Brothers 3 cart, which maybe there's something about that I don't understand. And I was going to make the entire video. It was going to be called The Wada Scale Doesn't Make Sense. And I went through the entire scale trying to pick out every little problem. And I couldn't even, like, I started going through it. I'm like, no, this this all pretty much makes sense. <laughs> so uh, I, you know the tens, you know, whatever. I, I did criticize very tiny things about the tens. Well, There's like one 9.8. But the whole video just came down to that one Mario Kart. I'm like, all right, I just this video needs to be something else.
2: For the ten- <laughs> maybe for the tens, we should have said uh, not available <laughs> or something. What we did was we oh, o- <laughs> we opened.
0: You an- also, I I said in the video, has Wada ever graded a ten? And 15 minutes after I put the video out, someone posted a, a ten on Instagram. So
2: we out of the thousands of games we've graded, um, we've graded two tens. It's 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 less. It's a fraction of 0.1 percent. Um, so it does happen. It's very very
0: very rare. I think it's a Trojan and a Bomberman 64. It's a
2: Bomberman 64 and a Karate Kid for NES. Oh, Karate two, Kid. Two cardboard okay. games, believe it or not.
0: But I, in fairness to me, neither of them are complete in box. Both are sealed. So you've never graded a complete in box ten. I, I, I honestly, Tyler, it's, it's,
2: it's it's. I'll tell you right now, it's impossible to get a a ten. On a CIB game because the second you open that, you're creating. Oh,
0: you're game. right. You're
2: right. You're, you're right. not going to get it. So I can just tell you that straight up. But you can get a nine eight, you know. But e- either way, again, it, it was just we wanted to put something out there. Hold I the phone. Opened, uh, We opened a sealed millipede game to use as an example. So we're like, you uh, know,
0: I was going to say you opened that millipede, but you could have taken the picture before you actually opened the box. All right
2: well we wanted to get you know example of quote unquote a 10 card yeah i know it's just again it's a visual guide. at the end of the day as as we've seen we've gotten case packs where the games inside the case packs op- we open them for the first time they're new old stock and they're 92s or 90s a pluses they have snags in them this stuff was handled at the factory right before it went in a case or before it got shipped to a customer so Getting a 10 is, it, it's its circumstances, you could go to the newsstand for a comic or you could go to the factory for a video game and pick something off the line and it's not going to be a 10. it it's, it's the way the box was folded. It's its all these conditions that are out of your hand as a consumer from the day you could get this off the shelf, right? Uh, I, so, so that's what makes a 10 so special. And again, they're so rare and so uncommon that it's just that it's reserved. So again, the visual guide, going back to the visual guide thing, it's just a guide. It's just a guide. You
0: have to take it with a grain of salt. There was one guy on Nintendo Age who who was really excited about it. Who asked you about it when uh, when Wada was first announced. Oh, it was me. I was so excited for it, Dennis. No, it's it is pretty good though. <laughs> that's why I didn't like. That's why I didn't make the whole video about it. I'm like, oh no, I would really seem like. it. But again, Tyler, again, it's it's
2: one of these things awesome. where once we have the bandwidth and you know we're expanding, we moved, we're hiring new people, we're we're we're, we're trying to meet the demand that's coming in, it's great, we're excited about it. But, um, you know, it comes with some things here and there that might get neglected, but it doesn't mean they're neglected and we forget about it. It's uh, on our list, we have a whole big laundry list of things that we have to do to respond to the community and and to improve our services, And, and we're working on it. We're doing our best, we're working around the clock, and something as simple as the guide we just gotta get new pictures and a new way to represent games because we're not trying to hide anything. We wanna yes, let people I don't
0: think literally I don't think anyone even looks at the guide. Like I think people like the people who are sending in games, they already have an idea, like I know what a nine four is, I know what a nine six is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just hope they just want you to keep grading them consistently. But
2: you know what? And I'm not saying this to drive submissions. I'm just saying the people who get it the best are the people who have submitted and understood what, you know, they took the time before they submitted games to say. This is what I think this is going to grade out as, right? And then it comes back to them and they they compare notes and they kind of figure it out and hone it in eventually to where they can start grading themselves. And that's why we go to shows. Come by our booth. Bring stuff. We'll tell you what it grades out as. We'll tell you why it gets the grade it does, Right. We're not hiding anything. Our grading scale... This is so
0: funny that you're saying this, because I'm not saying your booth was empty last year, but it it wasn't, like, people bringing up games to you and doing stuff like this. And this year, I'm expecting there's just going to be people who are buying games and just, like, dumping them on you, like... Add this to my order. Add this to my order. Why can't I find more sealed games at PRGE? <gasps>
2: <laughs> It'll be a different landscape. I, I I certainly believe that. But I again, I think it's all for the better. I think you're going to get your... What, no matter where what perspective you come from, right? If you're the high-end collector or if you're the guy who gets cartridges and thinks games are ma- meant to be played, you're going to get your good and your bad, right? W- with the cartridge collector, you're just going to get more people talking about this prices are going to go up. You're going to get pissed off. I get it. I was th- I was there. But you're going to get more interest in this hobby and you're, get for, you're going to get all these people that never collected video games to start doing it and caring about gameplay and all this stuff. There's going to be people that are going to start collecting video games that are collect starting to collect video games that are just like we were 10 years ago. They don't care about the sealed market or the CIB. They just read something about a Kid Icarus and they're like, oh, I remember video games. And then they... Go into that whole trip of nostalgia that we once went through, right? And they stay yeah. at that level. They're not. It's, we're not saying, oh, they're going to go and start collecting sealed games all of a sudden. Not everyone has that budget or luxury, or should this stuff. I, mean, I don't think you're still- not
0: ruining the game market until like a copy of Zelda or Ninja Gaiden is unaffordable, which I honestly don't think will ever happen. And if it does happen, it's not going to be hey, I, I, anytime I mean, soon in our lifetime. If, if
2: we talked about this on the last podcast, edit this out. But video games, all the arguments for it being meant to be played. Did I talk about that parallel between other other collectibles? I don't know. Just go into your spiel again. Well, so everyone says video games are meant to be played. Let's take comics. Oh, I haven't made that comparison before. Great. So sarcasm there. Comics were meant to be read, right? So everyone made that argument when certification came around. They still make that argument today. And you take a comic book from – let's take Action 1. It's our pinnacle – you can you, you you can read the original, right? Or you cannot spend a million dollars, and you can buy a reprint, right? Or you can buy it digitally digitally, and you can read that online. Both of those experiences, right? The experience of reading a reprint with different page quality, a different smell, everything, or reading it through a computer screen is completely dissimilar, completely different from reading the original. Right? Do we agree on that? Sure. Okay. Take an EverDrive. And I should be a spokesperson for EverDrive. I think I've said this before. Take an EverDrive N64 cartridge. You put your games on there. You put GoldenEye on there. You plug it into your system. Original N64 console. An EverDrive with the hardware. Everything. The software is the exact same. It is – aside from blowing in the cartridge maybe, which you might even have to do with your EverDrive, the experience – is the exact same. It has more to do with the TV that you're using than the actual medium. And that's why I have an EverDrive for every system. Because it's cheaper, I can own every game or power pack, right, on a single USB drive, and the experience is the exact damn same experience. There's nothing different about it. So this whole argument of they're meant to be played. Well, go buy and go buy, uh, spend one hundred fifty dollars buy an EverDrive, and it's going to cost you less than buying Mario Party one, two, and three together and a Smash Bros. Right? Well,
1: I, I, I don't think the art. Like if that's the argument, it's meant to be played. Say fine, then go play it. But you also have. A dozen avenues in which to play it, if it's meant to be played, does not need.
2: But again, need it, to be the, this. The, the same argument existed with comics, and people said, "Well, there's a dozen avenues for you to read the comic." And what I'm I, saying- I understand
1: the yeah I understand the delineation that you're making that uh, that authenticity is lost through other mediums. But what I'm saying is probably not as much as you think. Uh, it's you know. The the differences aren't that big. The, it exists, but mo- like people think they notice more than they actually notice. I'm
2: just That's saying for video that. games, it's it's literally moot. I mean it's 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 completely. If you, well, Tyler's
1: a purist and a snob, so he'll he'll correct us.
2: If Tyler, if you play an EverDrive game and you say it's a different experience than what you experienced as a kid, then
0: no, yeah, no, I I, I would be fine with that. Even though I, I like playing my cartridges. Um, I do too. I do too. I, 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 I get, still like it. I get know? mad at the NES Classic.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, whatever. <laughs> and and I, do, I don't
1: get mad at the NES Classic because close enough. My hearing, hearing is not good. Oh,
2: I get he, mad at it because I can't mod it. And then I have to send it to someone like Johnny because I'm too lazy to learn, even though he tells me it's so easy. I'm like, it's it easy so for easy. you. You take it and mod it and send it back to me and I'll pay you.
1: I, I wouldn't take money to do it. So <laughs> I'll just do it for you. Um anyways, we don't Wait, we don't need to go down Dennis, that, that complete I, road.
0: I wanna go back to some things you said, unless Johnny actually has something to bring no, up. No, go ahead. Okay. So I, I had to take like notes because you you're a madman when you talk. I know, I
2: get I'm sorry. You got a couple I me don't off. even
0: remember why I wrote ten. I think it's because I the the story where someone posted the Bomberman sixty four ten and I was like, Oh, are you serious? I just have through to talk enough Instagram.
2: to distract you from your points. And then you, you don't remember to, to ask me about these controversial things, you know, <laughs> I just
0: go ahead. So I, I scrolled through someone's Instagram in the video and I said that I'm not a part of the speculative or sealed market. I was not implying that that person is a speculator because they have a bunch of VGA games. That means they've been at this for a long time, but, uh, you said that. Uh, so, what staff can't buy or sell game? Well, you said can't buy or sell. You mean can't sell? Cause can't you sell. I didn't did We, can buy. we um, can buy. That's. I do think that's interesting because while I was doing research for the video, um, most of these grading companies. Uh, they do let their like the comic rating companies they'll let people buy and sell comics as long as they're not doing it as a business but you don't sell games at all and I did not know that about
2: right it's it's again it's something that I in in a lot of private conversations I've gotten flack from people saying you have no reason that you shouldn't be able to sell stuff and you know I've gone back and forth in my head because uh, let's be honest I have a lot to gain right you guys have seen my collection I'm not gonna bullshit I have a lot of stuff that I could have probably, especially with this hype, taken advantage of and definitely made some money off of. But that's precisely
0: you see Braveheart and Dream TR selling their sticker seals like, oh, I gotta get out on this, right? Yep, and 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 you know, I have
2: my fair share of. I have my fair share of you know whatever. It's it's again it it goes back to that whole thing. It's that we 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 started we take integrity of our company and our reputation so seriously that. We went beyond not, just not being able to grade stuff but not selling stuff so that we could say, hey, we are not gaining off this at all. Yes, we're an objective third party. Yes, we're involved in video games. We're collectors, of course. Don't you want people who are looking at your games to know what they're talking about, right? But at least we're not gaining off this and that's, that's why we made that strong distinction. I, I swear to God, I have people telling me every day, you should be able to sell your raw games as long as you're not grading them you should be able to sell them and i said well we I, I can't because that's just the decision we made and and you know what i've gotten solace in it whatever you want to call it it's at the point where it's i, I that's just how it is and i and it's 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 so ingrained it's like our job we we stay busy enough i don't have the time to deal with selling stuff
0: yeah, all right. And since you can't grade games, we know that you send your games to UKG to get graded. And well, so Tyler, come on. Yeah. No, 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 not UKG. What's the other new one? Um, Is that a new one? I, I. Whenever I see a UKG C-A-G, game, I think it's so CAG, they grade,
2: they grade everything. That's the one I go to. The
0: CAG, they grade everything?
2: I don't know. They grade science? <laughs> I saw something. <laughs> all
0: right. Every, everything's like 100 or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wrote down, uh, I noted that you like don't have forum activity anymore, because I, I didn't know that. I thought that just, like, uh, Dennis abandoned us now, um, but you're just super busy, it turns out, and you still have people telling you, hey, someone said you have a resealed game, but we told them they're wrong, it's okay, so you are still picking up what's happening on the forums, which, like, a lot of the stuff, like, 75% of the stuff in my video was already discussed on Nintendo Age. Tyler, it's twofold. Luckily,
2: we have advocates that are our eyes and ears when we can't be,
0: right? Just because we don't have the time. The wad of shills. Yes, I've heard.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's great. It's great because I truly don't have the luxury to go on Instagram. God, I wish I, just even me personally being on Instagram and sharing stuff from my collection, I don't even have the time to do that and it kills me because that used to be such a big part of my life. But I don't – I personally, for example, don't have the luxury to go and respond to stuff and then if I, if I don't respond just because a lot of people come to the conclusion because I used to that my silence is damning or that I have something to hide or that we as WADA have something to hide and that's not the case. It's just that we've gotten to a point where we just don't have that time. We might – and I, and I don't want it to seem corporate to where we come in once in a while and say, hey, this is our update or whatever, and then don't respond to stuff. You know, the thing that kills me the most, the reason a lot that I don't post stuff on Instagram personally even, and this is just a me thing, is that I don't want to post something and then get comments and DMs that I can't then respond to, right? I don't want to put something out there and just be like, hey, here it is, and then and then leave. I want to engage. I want to interact. And, and, and we're, we're just at a point right now, hopefully that'll pass, to where we're just so overwhelmed I know you guys know about the move. Our, yeah. you know, we have significant delays on our turnarounds for select submissions. Um, we're 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 in that phase where we're just we're really trying to catch up and 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 have the best customer service we can. And it kills me when we can't respond to people. So when things are going on on forums, that's like not even on the you know the 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 horizon for us. But again, we still listen. We have people who summarize report. And that's all we really need at this time. Hopefully, there'll be a time where we can actively engage and respond, and uh, just like we used to, or like I used to, right?
0: All right. Yeah, I mean, I think we appreciate. It. I totally appreciate you telling me that, like, you watched my video, and you know, I figured these are things that you've discussed. But you even said there was. You said you got something new out of it, and I appreciated hearing that. I might have thought of something.
2: Well, likewise, I appreciate you guys having me on and giving us the voice to, um, to you know, share with 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 your listeners that. You know, and I'm 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 sounding like a broken record, but you guys can people can reach out to us. It's it's not going to be through the forums, and it's not going to necessarily be through Instagram. But we have email, we have a phone that we're trying to answer more <laughs> often. And if you have my personal number, please anytime, um, give me a call, shoot me a text. I will get back to you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, suffice it to All say, right. we're we're here. We're always here.
0: And uh, I just do have one more correction to make about what you said. I don't know if it's a correction, but you did say that Uh-oh. you were considering something about uh, label coloring and, like, if Complete in Box really matters, or IMPs, like, do we need to just educate people or do we need to do something about this? I don't care if people know about how to read a WADA label for IMPs. All I want in my life is for the people sending Complete in Box games to WADA Include the Tyson letter. Match up your Mario Bros. 3 manuals. What are you people doing?
2: I'm kind of glad you brought that up, actually, and I don't want to go into a whole nother thing here. Um, One of the reasons we didn't, for example, label a matte sticker Mario a first print, just like we didn't label what we believe to be the fifth print a fifth print, is because who knows what's gonna get discovered, right? This is we're still in this archaeological period where we're all figuring this out together. And we don't want to box ourselves in a corner by saying, Oh, this is absolutely the first print we know everything, right? We do know a lot, but we don't wanna definitively say Something is something when it might not be, when it's just speculation yeah. or just even if it's 99%. I'm 09 percent sure it's a matte sticker seal, but we're going to put a matte sticker seal on there and then create a guide, right, to where you can reference it rather than putting it on the label. And the same thing applies to the completeness of games. We know a lot of games when they are absolutely complete. But as good as you know, publishers, manufacturers, distributors, they all put different inserts in. Things got mixed and matched. You go back to the 2008 Nintendo Age Forums where the Wizard 666 was opening sealed games and he'd open the same sealed game, the same revision, and they'd have different inserts in it, right? And just based on that, we said, we're not going to tell consumers or customers or submitters or collectors what is complete. We're going to tell them what's there and then hopefully create a guide And some reference to where they can decide then what is actually complete. So that's why we don't want to say, oh, this is incomplete because it's missing the GSI or whatever. However, however, we have implemented since your video, for example, imps, IMPs. If they exist for the cart or manual, they're going to be on the front label and not just on the back. So it's overt so that if you just see a thumbnail, you know something's incorrectly married,
0: Right um all right that's cool and hold i just want to say uh you were the first person there are a couple very minor errors in my video such as i've never seen a wata 10. Uh, i said that vj qualified doesn't have a different label color apparently it's red i i can't tell the difference and you're the first person to call me out because i did say if a print run is going to be emblazoned on the label and i know you don't put print runs on labels i know that heritage sometimes will list revisions um, but it is true. You do not actually state the print run number, right? And
1: that's yeah, another, Tyler. Clair- you messed up.
0: Apologize. I apologize.
1: Say sorry. I'm again. Sorry.
2: No, 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 okay. <laughs> no. No, it, we're, we're no need to apologize for any on any of our behalf. not mine, not yours. We're just talking uh, here. And again, no, okay. you know, it's we're not responsible for what Heritage does. We give the information. We help them out here and there. But you know, they do their own reporting, and they they have caught co- they have caught their own mistakes. I know that for a fact. Um, and and address them. But, you know, if if there – again, this is a result of feedback. People told us if there is an imp, it needs to be overt. And so we said, okay, well, we're going to make a label change. If there's an imp, it's going to be on the front label. It's that simple, right? Um, So we're listening and if you have your feedback, a lot of the changes we've talked about and some of them don't happen because of a whole slew of different reasons that for each one I don't have to get into. Some of them are logistical. Some of them are because – the way we're doing it, we talked about and think that makes sense. Before we found it, we talked at lengths about should we label this a first, second, third, fourth, fifth print, whatever, right? But our job is to give you the information, give you the resources to to make sense of that information, and then you make your conclusions about what that's worth or what you know, that's not our job. We just give you the information,
0: right? I don't know who's been making those decisions about what things are worth lately, but Mm. They need to figure themselves out. I would well, uh,
1: yeah, if you know them, could I contact them so I could juice up a few things and
2: get them out of here hey it's it's as crazy to you guys. I'm still a collector. it's just as crazy to me as it is to you guys, so I'm just here for the ride. we provide our service, and it, it you know my mind is blown every day. You know, what's happening, but it's again, we're all talking about it, and that's what's cool, I think. All right, uh, Tyler, I think we should
1: wrap
0: it up, start, Johnny, wrap
2: it up.
1: Uh, all right, Dennis. Well, I thank you very much for jumping on a call with us. This has been your WADA update. Look forward to WADA updates in the future, possibly, uh, where I just call Dennis randomly and tell him <laughs> to come on and tell us what the hell going on with at WADA and uh, in, in gaming because he's got a lot of good stuff to say. Anyways, Dennis, thanks for hey, jumping on. My pleasure, guys. Anytime, anytime. Okay. So I I'll talk to you later, Dennis. You feel free to drop off the call at any point.
0: Take care,
2: everyone. All right, All see you, back. Dennis. Thanks for coming. Yeah, bye on. bye.
0: Hey guys, we uh we're back. We found Stefan, who's going to be on the last ten minutes of the show here. Uh, the last half
1: of the show.
3: The last <laughs> half. <laughs>
1: hey,
3: I was Stefan, just yourself. I was just wandering around Collectors Quest headquarters. Lost. And uh, you heard us talking to
0: Dennis for three hours, and uh, you figured you you had time to come home and record with us.
3: Yeah. You know, I I talked to some of the audience, and they were like, you know, could you just go in and tell that guy to wrap it up? So,
0: Just so you guys know, Dennis talks a lot on the show, and that is almost exactly how he talks in real life. Uh, So it did take us probably close to two, two and a half hours to get that 45-minute segment um, because we did talk before and afterwards. And no, it's it's all secret video game Illuminati stuff. No one gets to hear about it. Yep.
1: Oh, he was a, you know, it took so long because those initiations take a little while. Uh, I'm a little woozy from the blood. I'm glad they uh, brought cookies.
3: And we now have 11 copies of stadium events between the three of us. So, you know, worth it.
1: And sticker sealed. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that one. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, i i will say uh the game we bleeped in uh a few episodes back was metroid because one sold for like a mediocre one sold for well over a thousand dollars and the one like when we made that episode the last sale was like 200 or something so whatever doesn't matter because the first print is on famicom disk system and you should buy 70 of them and i just want to say the first
1: edition is on famicom disk system which also has a first print, so chronologically, it is the earliest first print of the game. Get
0: your get your language straight. Well, there is a first print on Famicom Disk System. I said
3: that. I, yeah. I just said no, that.
0: I didn't say it was the, the the true first print. I just said there's a first. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter, you Johnny. Said the, you it's said a different the.
3: episode. Besides, uh, it's been like it's been like a week since you instructed people to do that, so there's probably not seventy copies left. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, Stefan, you're you're just getting me you're just reminding me how unfocused (laughs) our discussion was because one of the things we talked about with Dennis is the difference between editions and prints, and he started going into coin collecting and how like the earliest coins were found in Turkey. And just this episode was supposed to be about security, and I don't even know what Johnny's gonna make me title it. The
1: episode is about security, the first half, and we did a pretty mediocre job about talking about that, so good on us. And then we had a fun chat with Dennis.
3: People there. like people like our unfocused episodes anyway. It's fine. It's fine. this. There. I don't it know is.
1: where this, Tyler's a madman. He's like it's unfocused. It's not unfocused. We talked about security. We talked about the video, and then we brought on someone to respond, which it, was Dennis, and then just, Dennis
3: talked. Yeah, he, I'm sure he's that's, just being self deprecating. How many times did he tell you during the course of the recording not to listen to the podcast? Because if it was like uh, less, zero so oh, far, well then then that's an improvement.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I would listen to this show. We're we're reaching out to WADA, getting a response to the video that I made, I guess. I fully recognize that we're friendly with Dennis. I think WADA's a cool company. We're not, like, the most unbiased, hard-hitting no. journalism we could possibly be providing nope. on WADA. We like them. Uh, like, that's not, like, we're not hiding that.
3: He's not paying us that no. much. I mean, it's, it's yeah, fine. We're
0: owned by GoCollect after
1: all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well and those companies aren't related. So just saying, Wada came and talked to us, Go collect allowed Tyler's video to be taken down. Yeah. Put on your tinfoil hats, kids. We're talking about the video game Illuminati's. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Like anyways. Uh second half of the show, Tyler. Second half. Uh, the you know, definitely an equal amount of show left.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Strap in for another hour and a half, Stefan. This uh, is it. Na-
3: now that I'm here.
1: Yeah, well, we actually brought Stefan on because Tyler and I were going to just talk about who won collecting this week, and uh, we wanted to make sure it wasn't us, (laughs) so we got Stefan in here to keep his streak alive.
3: Also, I just kind of had a rough day, and I uh, I get a lot out of doing this podcast. I really enjoy doing this with you guys, and I do enjoy doing it for the community, so I like it when I get to do this, so... uh, Podcast gets a lot out of you, too. I'm having a much better day now.
1: Oh, good. We're glad we could help. All right, guys. Let's do it. Let's talk about what we bought. And uh, I invite, and we haven't really done this well yet. But I invite you guys when we post up that the episode, you know, whatever the episode is. You can tell us who won collecting. You can also tell us what you bought and why you won collecting and we lost. So I, I hope that starts. I hope hashtag I won collecting.
3: <laughs> so
1: yeah, well, let us know. Anyways. Let, let's do it, Stefan. Do you want to go first? Yeah, Because sure. I
3: don't. I don't think I am going to win this week unless you guys Damn. really drop the ball. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I All right, been, go for it. I haven't it. been paying that close attention. Just been really just finish. I've got. I'm like twenty or thirty between twenty and thirty games away from the GameCube set, uh, Black Label, and so I've just been sort of buying filler for that. I think the the star of what I purchased was probably the. Um, the double one of the double packs for the super monkey ball double pack. Yeah. Uh, The green one. Yeah. So it was a pretty solid pickup. Uh, thank you for, uh, to Mr. Johnny Ayuchi for that uh, heads up and, uh, and then shout out to double jump video games. Uh, Cooper is a good guy and that's the, the store that, that posted it. So, uh, so yeah, that's on its way. Um, but yeah, so just, GameCube filler? Oh, I did buy a, a sealed copy of the non-blockbuster edition of that uh, freestyle game for GameCube. The red one. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. That's it. Good job. Josh Byerly told me to buy it, and I did. I'm, I'm super easily influenced, you guys. Like, if anybody wants me to buy something, just slide into my DMs and tell me to buy it, and I'll do it. Famicom, disc system, right, Metroids. I, 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 you know metroid know. isn't
0: as popular in japan as it is in america like they're way into mario and zelda but metroid just didn't catch on i think it's super rare guys
1: all right off i go <laughs> yeah the- <laughs> okay so that's it that's all you yeah got? that's all i got it's been a you didn't buy some weird chunk of history that only three people have touched and was blessed by some holy blessed. body right. this has been
3: blessed I- by reggie I do have yeah. some things waiting in the wings. I'll say that, but uh, but nothing nothing did. nothing on its way, nothing in hand. Um, just a lot of these conversations with stuff like that. Nine times out of ten, it's a very I call them slow burns. You know, it's a it's a like a relationship building exercise, and it takes some time. So generally, like when I pick something up that represents months, months worth of work, uh, so I'm just sort of in a in a lull as far as things actually coming in, and I'm just kind of working on some, some relationships right now, and uh, hopefully those will bear fruit.
0: It's called uh, social engineering. It's also what pickup artists use. It's uh, a way to convince people things that they don't actually think, <sighs> so they can give up the things that matter most to them. <laughs> uh, why you gotta go and make it
3: sound <laughs>
0: terrible? I don't, I don't know how you do this nonsense. Uh,
1: all right, so... Uh here's what we have to say to Stefan. Suck a big D. You do not win collecting this week.
3: Yeah, you Let know what? It, it was lonely at the top. I am I'm happy to uh I am happy to pass down my my belt.
1: Alright. Um I don't think I win collecting either. No, I probably do. But let's hear what Tyler has okay. to say. Okay.
0: If I thought I had a chance, I put have loaded up with more minutiae that I bought. Uh my two favorite things I bought. Uh I got a complete and in- cop. I got a complete-in-box copy of Kirby's Dream Course, which is a super nostalgic game uh, for me. I played that one all the time, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I got a Doom 1.1, three-and-a-half-inch floppies for anyone who's keeping track. Um, I do need to make a correction to something I said on Instagram, which I'm sure almost no one has read. Uh, So Doom 1.1 is the earliest print of Doom that you could get with mail order. 1.0 is shareware. Um, So, Doom 1.1 has a different manual and different addendum than Doom 1.2, although they are in the same box. So, the 1.1 discs are blue, the 1.2 discs are red, and then there's also 1.66 and 1.9, which are later runs. The 1.1 addendum folds up into thirds. The later print runs fold up in half, because I guess they got lazy. And also, all of the addendums are just photocopied pieces of paper, And all of them have minor print run differences, like different fonts and stuff. They just changed stuff around and photocopied more stuff. I'm sure if you were collecting Doom variants, it would be the world's biggest nightmare. Also, hot tip for the Doom 1.1 manual, the back of the Doom 1.1 manual is black. Um, The other ones have sort of a creepy blood goo texture to them. Uh, If you find one with a black back, you should pick that up. Uh, there's your black box, P- uh, big box PC correction of this collector's quest. Yeah,
1: that's weird it seems like we're doing that every week.
0: Well, I was correcting something I said on Instagram. This
3: time, I'm saying it on the show correctly.
1: Oh, okay. I appreciate the distinction, Stefan. You had yeah. something.
3: Yeah. When did this start happening? So I went to, I took the opportunity to go to Instagram and call him a lying piece of shit on that post before he changed it. And uh, and when I posted that, Instagram said, "Are you sure you want to post this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, you went back to my Doom? Yeah, I went back to your Doom post so uh, I could call you a lying piece of shit before you corrected it. How did uh, oh my god, you did that so fast? I know. But uh but so I said that in all caps and uh and Instagram actually posted up like a banner. that's like, Are you sure you wanna post this? <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know they started doing that. Apparently wow. I was too aggressive for them. <laughs> that is
1: maybe, maybe just giving people a second to breathe and be like are you sure, man? Like
3: that's just, pretty hostile. You just called someone a lying piece of in all caps. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? Uh,
0: it's like the anti. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was a straight up lie. I think I did like pretty categorically say that it had the same addendum and the same manual, and it it totally isn't. But they look very similar. <laughs> but I'll correct it. I'm correcting it here. I will correct it on Instagram once I can get a photo together. I'm making everything right. Doom second most important game ever made next to super mario brothers incorrect. so i win collecting this week
1: nope incorrect who cares <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah leave a leave a comment if you're still awake through all of that
1: yeah who? i don't even know what we were talking about something about doom <laughs> i don't know anyways um what did i buy guys i bought uh like roughly 25 game boy games
3: yeah, Is okay. Yeah, you win. I don't even know. You're do, the do, worst, you wanna, I can't do you even wanna win when I buy do you wanna even keep talking? I don't know.
1: I bought Sneaky Snakes. That's like a highlight. I bought a publisher variant of Bubble Bobble because I love Bubble Bobble. You know, there was a Wario uh land in there, DK land one and two. If you guys haven't seen like the box art for Asteroids, I I know I've talked about the Centipede box art, but there's an individual like Asteroids just by itself, not the double pack that has super sweet art. Same with Missile Command. So I got those. So I, I got those and I'm pretty happy about that. I, I got top ranked tennis. Everyone loves top oh. rank tennis. Oh, yeah, top rank tennis, guys. I'm
0: pretty sure you confirmed to me that it was a real game and not something you made up when we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you did not believe me. Oh, I also got Turrican uh CIB or not CIB. Uh c- well, yeah, I guess complete in box, not CIC for turbo graphics. So that's cool. I already have the CIC now. I have an extra one I gotta get rid of. So that's really hard to find on turbo graphics and it's kind of pricey for what it is. And uh, our friend Hyrule Vice, a- Andrew Brim, uh, he got me a sweet deal on it. So, thank you to him so much for that. I, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and I bought, like, some, like, pretty good PlayStation games that I was also missing. Like, ten of those. So, yeah.
3: Was that the s- stuff that you bought from the, uh, the-, yeah, the game from- swap? Yep. From the
1: Valley Wait. Retro GameSwap game swap over where, at game realms
3: where i basically <laughs> i chauffeured you there and then took yeah. you home yeah you bought nothing I, and i was <laughs> like i will spend the money today it's okay i didn't there, spend there's been there have been plenty of times when that role was reversed too so.
1: oh absolutely like so many of those i buy nothing at yep. but yeah i bought i bought that and uh yeah feeling pretty good i think i won collecting but feel so, free to tell me Johnny, what I do you was uh, actually awesome
0: you reminded me. You're talking about all this like really hardcore set collecting stuff, like basically Game Boy and PlayStation games. No one cares about, but we all think are super cool because we're collectors. Yeah. So I, I started thinking. I'm like, how can I win collecting? I bought a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis from my local game store.
3: Wow, you might win.
1: Yep. Yeah, you might win.
3: Yep. So, well, you don't win until you flip <laughs> it for like twelve thousand uh, dollars.
0: Well, you got to give it six months. Before I bought it's a Super Mario
1: Land month. three. That's at least Who cool did, song.
0: I, it took me like three seconds to process what game that is. Who calls it super Mario land three, the title, the,
1: the, the spine yeah, of the, the box? title does
0: oh, that's come on.
1: And just so you guys know, I think we've said it before. That is not the first appearance of Wario.
0: Oh my God. No one cares. We got to end this podcast. We're so tired after talking to Dennis for so long. No, I'm, I'm feeling great. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> All right. And that's it. Bye,
1: Stefan. Uh, um, oh wait! I have a. Do you have more, oh, Johnny? No, I was gonna you end the show. You just told no, me. No, to
0: I got a. I got a homebrew update here. So oh, Jesus, Jeffrey Wittenhagen, uh, who you'll know from Collector's Quest because we dumped on a repro of Mother Three that he made. We didn't dump on it. Johnny dumped on it. I
1: did, and then he messaged us and said he liked the show. And then I, I felt bad though. I don't like that edition. He's done a lot of other good things, but I, I it was the campfire edition of Mother Three. That I had some issues with.
0: Yes. Anyway, uh, he is, he's not the creator. He's involved with Black Box Challenge, uh, one of the best NES homebrews. It's a wonderful RPG. He says that he can do another print run of it if enough people bug him. There's not like a sign up or anything. He's literally asking people to private message him and just say, hey, when are you going to rerun Black Box Challenge? Uh, So if you're interested in NES Homebrew, that is an awesome game. And he's like Hagen's Alley Books on social media. Just go find him and bug him. Uh, Also, by the time this podcast goes up, there's going to be a Kickstarter for the NES game Rolly, which I played a little bit last year at PRGE. I have no idea how long it's coming along. Oh, that game was uh, actually pretty cool. Yeah. So maybe go check that out, too. There's my Homebrew shout out.
1: Yeah. And you know, I don't typically... Say homebrew games are pretty cool, but I actually liked the mechanics on that game. It was pretty fun. I sat there with you in the in the back aisle and watched you play that.
0: Yeah, I I mean the level design was nothing. So I gotta I gotta see what it's actually gonna be as a game. But it wasn't it wasn't not good. Don't make me start talking about games that I don't have opinions on yet, Johnny. I just
1: I'm just saying like from what we saw, I thought like that one I found interesting. A lot of homebrews I'm just like oh cool.
0: All homebrews are Study interesting hall. when they're made from scratch and not from NES maker.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh Let's go ahead and, uh, but, well, I guess before we go. Stefan, anything you want to throw out at the people since you missed most of the episode?
3: Is it too uh, early to start hyping Portland every episode? No,
1: like, Portland's coming up. Yeah. It's 60 days, guys. It's 60 days.
3: Yeah, so uh, we don't have a table this year, but we will be walking around. You'll be able to find us. Uh, I am hosting a panel uh, with some ga- Nintendo Gameplay counselors who were actually manning the phones back in the day. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be the first time. Well, I think it's the first time any of them have been who have actually talked about their experiences. Um, so it should be a, a lot of fun there. Um, I'm also... Uh, working with the Video Game History Foundation to have a piece in the, uh, an exhibit in the museum, uh, again about gameplay counselors. So uh, I'm going to bring my whole gameplay counselor collection, and you guys are going to be able to see some stuff in person that you probably haven't seen before. And I'm really excited to share it. So yeah, do come to uh, to uh, Portland Retro Ga- Portland Retro Gaming Expo. It's uh, October the weekend, October 18th, 18th through the 20th, I think. So yeah, there you go. Yep
1: it's it's uh, Friday through Sunday. Yeah. Should be fun. All right, I always enjoy going, so I hope to see you guys there. We'll we'll keep talking about this more and like more concrete details if we're going to do like a little meetup or anything. Um. All right, Tyler, anything you want to jam out?
0: Uh, Stefan, did you play Metal Wolf Chaos? Because I saw that no. it got just dumped on in reviews, and I hate all modern Aww. media outlets because I Aww, love that game. <laughs> no, and also not yet. even just reviews. I have a I have a friend who played it, and he's like, "Oh, it's so archaic," and I hate it. And now, I just I just got really sad about how the world no longer loves Metal Wolf Chaos because it's no longer just like this mythical obscure thing. Like I wonder hey, if this is how people would feel if Panzer Dragoon Saga actually got re released. Isn't it being re released? No, Panzer Isn't Dragoon there a is new Panzer Dragoon. But if Panzer oh, Dragoon Saga, okay. I want like all the outlets to just be like, oh, it's a six out of ten. Oh, it's so archaic. Oh, it's so easy. But
1: okay, I, I have some advice for you. If you're feeling sad, there is a place you can go. On Facebook, <laughs> and that's uh, Pirates of Dark Pirates of Dark Water rules. We got a few new members. Uh, we haven't posted as much as we sh- should. It's hard when Post you get that set. I-, I get it.
3: About I don't know where these new members. They're not. It's like it used to be. At least a cadence. Like every time we mention it on the show, we get a few. Now they're just showing up. I don't know who these people are. I I don't know
1: if some of the people. I think if we have a few people who have no idea what this show is and just like Pirates <laughs> of Dark Water. Because <laughs> we're like the most relevant Pirate of Dark Water page right now.
0: Uh, we are we're going to give this a year and we're going to do a podcast, the podcast of Dark Water, <laughs> and I'll watch the show. We
1: are going to do that. Yep. So uh, look forward to that. But uh, Tyler, if you're sad... There are people, and there's a group that are willing to be sad with you, and that's uh, Pirates of Dark Water Rules over on Facebook, and that is rules with the Z, we did confirm. So uh, feel free to join us there and get real somber and uh, post your your saddest Pirates of Dark Water pics or stories. So thank you. Uh, anything else, guys? <laughs> we want to tell us where to, where to find you guys? Stefan?
3: Sure. Uh, Archon 1981, just about everywhere. Um, YouTube. Instagram, Nintendo Edge. Uh, it's A-R-C-H-O-N, 1981.
0: Tyler? I'm Default general Default G-E-N. You can find the video I posted on the YouTube. It's called High End Game Companies Can Be Better. Although it was kind of made for like two dozen people, and I'm pretty sure they've all already seen it, but maybe you'll be interested in it too. I don't know.
3: I was talking to, to Johnny about this. I've watched that video probably like a dozen times because I genuinely enjoy hearing you talk.
0: Not not when I'm on the show and I'm not scripted and heavily edited, but
3: uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. Love my there heavily There's certainly a difference, but I do. All right, I'm happy. Yeah. N- see, Stefan,
1: now you know what his video was like and why I picked him over you to oh. be
3: co-host. Well, God, what a letdown! Then, God, that that must have been terrible. Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh, I'm Johnny underscore Iuchi. J O H N N Y underscore I U C C I. You can find me on Instagram, occasionally on Nintendo Age, uh, but not that much. Um, you know, this is pretty much where I live. So find me here. Anything else guys? If not, we're going to say it. We're going I'm going to do the thing.
0: Please do it. It's been okay, so Bye! Long. All right.